All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. going on good people of the internet it is time once again once again i did that horrible why did i why did i mess up my own intro it is not time for this what the because, fuck is wrong with me <laughs> because we're all a little nervous and trying to figure out what the hell's going yeah okay yeah okay what's going on good people of the internet it is time once uh, ah jesus i'm trying to i'm trying i'm trying to do the fucking uh blur grounds intro i'm oh god because oh, i'm trying to like turn like mush the two together and it's not working Ugh. What's going on, good people of the internet? It is time for OnComicsGrounds.com's flagship podcast, Panel to Panel, where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such. Okay, there we go. I feel better. I'm probably going to leave all that in because you know what? It, it it's We're going on some really scary times right now, folks, but we're here. We're talking about comics because we care about comics. We had some interesting news released today, and we wanted to just get you the information. That way you would be informed of what's going on and just talk about the situation a little bit. Um, I don't want to speak at a term, so I'm going to throw it over to Mary, and we'll just talk, like, have a roundtable discussion about everything that's going on. Okay, so this is just a quick little episode to try and you know, talk about the facts that we have now, what is going on, and what potential implications we have. Um, as a result of the coronavirus outbreak, Diamond Comic Distributors has said that they will no longer accept um, merchandise or books, if you will, from comic publishers. So they will be accepting no more new publications. Which means that once Diamond has emptied their warehouses of whatever they currently have, um, comics will not be on sale for the foreseeable future. The only way going forward is going to be through digital. Yeah. Um, Now, given for my days in retail, um, they probably have maybe a week or two, maybe three, I'm not 100% sure, but they probably have at least a week or two of releases (coughs) in the warehouse. But the the, the, the the statement released by Diamond says uh, product dist- uh, distributed by Diamond is slated on sale of April first or later will not be shipped to retailers. So that means even if they do have April first stuff, they're not even gonna bother. They probably don't have that yet. But um, this has potentially weighted implications for us. 
Um, the direct market is the backbone of the comic book industry. It, it is probably very annoying for a lot of people because, you know, digital books um, have gotten popular just across the board, you know, because if you, know, you have a digital library, you can take it with you just about anywhere. Whereas if you wanted to take print comics, you have to haul like 14 trades and three single issues, you know? Yep. But Diamond has a monopoly in the North American distribution market. And North America does make up the majority of comic book sales. So, with Diamond not releasing new comics, we will probably see dozens if not hundreds of comic book shops across the United States closing their doors permanently because Diamond, they have a monopoly this decision wipes, you know, 90 some odd percent of publishers off the board because almost every major publisher and hell most minor or quote unquote indie publishers have exclusive contracts with Diamond uh, Marvel, DC, Image Dark Horse, IDW um, and, you know, pretty much anything you can think of. If you've gotten a book at a comic book store, they are distributed through Diamond. And it is almost always an exclusive contract. Like, they're not allowed to sell anybody else's comics in there. Yes. If a comic book shop um, tries to work with another distributor, they will lose their Diamond contract. And to the frustration of a lot of comic book fans, Marvel and DC still make up the backbone of the industry. Yeah. So... Um, this sounds panicky and sensationalistic, and I know me saying that dozens, if not hundreds, of comic shops could close, I wish I could say I was exaggerating. Maybe we can be generous and say that hundreds is a bit much, but there are comic shops in the U.S. every day that, you know, a bad week of sales and they struggle to meet payroll kind of a thing. Um, Diamond's minimum orders, they keep going up. Because you have to order a minimum amount. I do not remember what it is off the top of my head. But, you know, $500, you have $1,000, whatever. Um, you have to order that minimum to even qualify to order. Damn. So, yeah. But, I mean, and this is information that's not available to the public. I would have to talk to retailer friends. And understandably, retailers are pretty tight-lipped about what goes on with Diamond because Diamond will retaliate. Um, they could pull Free Comic Book Day away from people. Like, oh. it, yeah, it is. It's a precarious situation, and Diamond can basically do whatever the hell they want to now, a lot of people are starting, you know, a lot, not starting, but a lot of people are asking why Diamond has this much power. And it is because that um, in the late 80s through the early 90s, Diamond spent a lot of time either buying up smaller distributors or pushing them out of the market. And in 1997, uh, Diamond was investigated by the U.S. Department of Justice for possible antitrust violations, which basically means that um, they were a monopoly. Uh, the investigation was closed in November, in November of 2000, with no further action being deemed necessary, on the basis that, yes, Diamond had a monopoly on the comic book direct market, but since they didn't have a monopoly on all book distribution, 
it wasn't a quote unquote illegal monopoly. So Diamond is a monopoly. There is no there is no denying it that Diamond is a monopoly. There used to be other publishers, like not publishers, distributors. Like, wasn't there a point where there was like three or four and then Marvel tried to buy one and that went up in flames? I think so. I'd have to do some more uh, research digging into it. I mean, there still are other distributors, but um, they often work with like indie bookstores and whatnot. They don't really do much. I mean, I, I am I am aware of the existence of other distributors, but they are very small and I think very localized. I think there's one in Seattle. I'm not sure, but. Um, a lot of what happens in the direct market is pretty much because Diamond said so. I mean, Diamond has a yearly revenue of about $500 million. So yes, this will hurt them. And yes, Diamond is doing this to try to flatten the curve, as it were. And I can appreciate why they're doing it, but at the same time, this will have repercussions like you know pretty much any decision that is being made damn i mean like travis you're, you're kind of like like less of like, like you're, you're you know will have less knowledge than i do about this kind of stuff. do you have any questions about this um i'm kind of shell-shocked honestly <coughs> like right now i'm like running through with all my like comic buddies who i talk to online like hey print this print medium is probably dead like it, it's either they adapt to digital or or we might lose comics and that's wow dude that's wild to me like i man and like mary to your knowledge there's no way to track digital sales currently is there amazon does not publish those numbers uh comiXology is owned and operated by amazon that is scary. And like, and the thing was, we didn't really even have the best way to measure sales charts even before this because we only had the number of books sold to the comic shop. We didn't know how what the numbers were for the books sold from the comic shop. It's just what their stock was bought for. So, like, the idea is- that we don't know even know the sales numbers is kind of scary. Yeah, unfortunately, there is no effective way to track just what books you know how many books sold from comic book stores uh the numbers that diamond releases that they put in the previews and whatnot those are pre-orders made by the shops and you know most shops obviously they will pre-order for their for their uh, subscription boxes and then they would order more for the new release wall as it's commonly referred to but there is no guarantee of how many of those books actually sold because that's when you have the variants start coming into play. And then you have things like Marvel telling people they have to like buy a certain number of the base cover to get the variant and stuff like that, right? Yeah, it's Marvel Succeeds covers that you um, will have to, because I mean there's incentive variants and then there are Exceeds covers and Exceeds covers are you have to exceed, you know, 100%, 200%, whatever of what you would normally purchase for this book to get a variant and then you sell the variant either to uh, customers or on eBay or some other auction site to hopefully try and offset the cost. And then you are left with, you know, these books that you had to exceed the orders of. And if those books don't sell, then you know, you're just kind of stuck with them. And I worked in a comic book shop and I, I have had to deal with those books, you know, those exceed those books you have to buy for the exceeds variants that don't sell. 
I mean, there there are just stacks of them. You can't give them away. That's tragic. Mm -hmm. And that's not even talking about the time that Marvel sent boxes of free copies of, I think it was Hawkeye number one and She-Hulk number one to basically give away to try and get people into reading the books. Um, we had just boxes of She-Hulk. Just boxes of them. Because, you know, we bought the ones that we needed to sell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was just like, well, what the hell are we going to do? Because if it's a printer box from the publisher, that's, if I remember correctly, about 225 copies per. So what, what the hell are we going to do with them? Like, we, we made, I mean, no disrespect to the creative team on that book. Absolutely no disrespect. But, I mean, you know, we were, we were making jokes about wallpapering the break room with them. Like, wow. Because we, we just had so many, and they would, they, they would sit there in these boxes and collect dust. And they weren't returnable, because, you know, they, they were pretty <coughs> much Marvel, so, like, you know, well, what the hell do we do with them? And Diamond pretty much, you know, just said, well, not our problem. And it's I like, have, I don't think I, the I industry no wants idea. to go all digital, but I feel like it's a scary prospect we have to start looking at. Well, publishers don't want to go digital, especially Marvel. I mean, yes, this is conjecture, mind you. I need to put a disclaimer on this that this is conjecture. And I really don't know how much trouble I'm going to get in for, you know, recounting the time we joked about wallpapering the break room. But, um, but and this is conjecture on my part, but I, I don't think publishers want to go all digital because Marvel does big numbers with their variants big 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 numbers that's why books have you know 26 27 30 variants um i will never get over u.s avengers oh god i, I want to say there were 60 plus covers for mm -hmm. that book they did every freaking state plus other arts and we were drowning in them when i worked at the shop we were just absolutely drowning in them travis did you see that shit what the u.s avengers book that had like 60 fucking covers Oh no, I did not. But they did to a Google. They did a cover for every freaking state. And Canada. And Canada. Wow. And then there was, you know, the the blank variant, and I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure they probably did a Scotty Young variant. Like surprisingly, so there wasn't a Scotty Young variant for U.S. Really? Avengers. Really? There wasn't. Because huh. I bought that I book the day it came out because it was the continuation of uh, Ewing's Avengers, and I, I like, and I was like. Really excited about it. I would have picked up the Scotty Young cover if it existed. See, I just kind of assumed. Huh. I just remember, like, oh, God, what was it? California was really popular. So we had, like, just stacks of California. What and then California? somebody, like, somebody misshuffled them. So we had to kind of pull Minnesota out of California. It was just, it was a really funny moment. That's random because California is Iron Man. But, I mean, you know, I worked in a very large warehouse, so, I mean, there were a lot of customers. It was mail order. Oh, so uh, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I assume we had a lot of California customers. Okay. But, um, so just a, a general disclaimer, I did used to work in a mail order warehouse. I'm not going to say which one. Because oh wait! Oh, there was a Scotty Young cover. I'm cr I'm crazy. There was it was a freaking Squirrel Girl cup uh, painting Red Hulk. I'm dumb. Yeah, I dead ass thought there was not a Scotty Young cover for that one because I remember seeing it on the freaking wall. 
Because there was the Scotty Young cover, there was a Stegman cover, there was a action figure cover, a hip-hop variant cover. I hated those hip-hop variant covers so much. <laughs> that had to be murder for you, Mary. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, just kind of tying this back to our point, you know, these variants are a reason why I think publishers don't want to go digital. But if Diamond making this move puts comic shops out of business, they might not have a choice. I mean, you know, th there are shops that will be, that will probably be fine. Uh, Graham Crackers, I think, I think, or I think they have um, several, several locations. I'm pretty sure they're a chain. So, I mean, you know, these big stores are going to be fine. Midtown, I'm a little worried about. Because Midtown is a discount mail order service, but they also have five locations in um, New York City. And I know collectibles are probably big business for them. Yeah. But I don't know how much of their mail order makes up for those stores. So there are a lot of questions and like two answers. But we wanted three of us kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit with the information that we have um at time of writing the only uh company that has made a statement is idw and it looks like they are suspending publication of their may releases wow. um we've done some looking around um DC has not said something. Marvel has. Uh, said nothing DC officially. said the printers are turning off here uh, tomorrow. Okay, so DC is turning off their printers. So this is. And then apparently, a statement from Diamond is expected to be coming through the publishing partners in the next couple of days. Yeah, and uh, from my time at retail, I can tell you that retailers have to order two months in advance. So if you've ever placed, uh, that's why solicitations are for two months in advance is because that's how uh, you have to order it through Diamond. So with these books that have been, you know, pre-ordered, we don't know how this is going to work out. Travis, I mean, did you have a question a minute ago? Uh, so basically, like, the, the order of things that I'm gathering here is that Diamond is shutting down for x amount of time we we really don't know uh that spells doom for a lot of lcs's everywhere yes it does yep. it like and even even if by someone survives all the way like the ones that do make it out are going to be far less than what, <coughs> like what what were there when it started so now comics as a print medium will have to be fiscally justified to, serve, to live or they'll get the axe basically and something when you compound this with um, ever increasing cover price because we've seen cover prices going up more and more by the dollar every couple of years now right so I mean we're in a tough spot yeah I, I mean Hell, we as fans are in a tough spot, but you know, LCS is. I mean, I, I do not want to be in the shoes of someone who owns a comic book store right now. Uh, not to mention that a lot of them have probably had to close their doors because a lot of uh, shelter in place orders. Um, I live in Indiana. Indiana just got a shelter in place order. Ohio starts in like 10 minutes where, where, where yeah. ours is heading. 
like as of midnight on uh, oh my god today's monday right yes i think as of midnight tomorrow on tuesday um we're gonna get a shelter in place it seems kind of useless but that's a conversation for another thing but um i know it seems kind of bizarre that we came to you not knowing a lot of information at the time of writing but we felt it was important to address this but i don't i don't know i get why diamond is doing it but at the same time and like, I, I just looked up a, a, a comic book store owner right now he, he retweeted eight hours ago that diamond uk is shutting as well Okay, so that's big news, too. I mean, and, you know, Diamond, they have these massive warehouses where, um, you know, books are... Um, basically, they're on this conveyor belt, and they go down, they pick them up, and they put them in the boxes. And, cause, you know, they, sh they ship two kinds of boxes. They ship uh, what are commonly referred to as the Diamond boxes, which are, you know, these small little boxes that have uh, different um, a series of different books in them based on count. So you could have, um, like, you know, 10 copies of a book from Image and, you know, 20 copies of a book from DC in these boxes. And then there are printer boxes, what we refer to as printer boxes, that come straight from the publishing printers. So you would have full boxes of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman and Iron Man and things like that. So these warehouses, they're very crowded and they're very busy. And I understand that for once uh, Diamond wants to look out for the safety of their workers but this will have repercussions so I can't sit here and shake my fist at Diamond too much for making a decision to try and keep people healthy mm -hmm. but you know as comic book fans and you know as podcasters and doing what you know the three of us have chosen to do with this we need to look at the of what this means for the industry i mean even i don't know i feel like i'm rambling because i'm just i'm i am shell-shocked by this like travis said uh apparently archie said they're re-examining any further uh releases past april damn it's kind of another repercussion that we didn't really like i guess we i, I haven't thought about myself is that the, the big two are going to be fine but who of the third parties are going to survive i'm not going to hang a, a hang up bring out your dead sign out because that would that would be really bad but yeah travis has a point because it's like we're, we're at a point we're at the like hanging nail of who can survive this there's a lot of indie publishers that are just trying to get off the ground. There's Kickstarters that are trying to get off the ground right now. Uh, I saw a couple of different people just got their books back from the printers. So, now granted, that will be fine because mailing is still fine. But, mm -hmm. in general, when's going to well, sooner or later, the, the U.S. Postal Service might have to hit, hit like, put, 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 hunker down for a minute. So, even mail order stuff might get hard here soon. So it's just but... like I, I like I, I think the biggest concern is like we don't have the ability of Diamond to just bail out shops. We so it's a scary prospect to see. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, DC and Marvel will be fine. They have large companies backing them. Hell, WB has AT and T now. But like, th th this is some scary shit. 
And I think one of the reasons why we wanted to talk about this right now is kind of to highlight the fact that, you know, Diamond is a monopoly. That this one decision from one company, you know, impacts thousands of stores across the U.S., hundreds of creators, you know, dozens of publishers. And, you know, that's just, I have a big-ass problem with that, you know? Yeah, and it's like I remember watching this um, this 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 YouTube history video uh, this guy did where he broke down the entire situation of how Diamond became a monopoly. There was this whole situation where there was a couple of different distributors, a couple of them fell under Diamond and Dark Horse. Like joined forces with with Diamond. No, like DC and Dark Horse joined forces with Diamond. Marvel tried to buy their own distributor. And have all their books only come from them, but then when literally the dist- the distributor caught fire because they didn't have the right safety regulations, Marvel came to Diamond with their hand out like, we don't know what to do, can you help us? So it literally just became a monopoly that is out of the control of everyone. So it's like, I don't really know if there's ever going to be an answer to this. Yeah. What stops the comic book companies from pulling out of Diamond and moving to Amazon? That is a legal question that I couldn't even begin to think of. I mean, I don't know when the contracts expire, if they're yearly, if they're every five years, if they're every ten years. I don't actually know. Well, I remember hearing that there was a loophole in the contract with DC that... DC has the ability to buy Diamond at some point. I don't know if that is still on the table, if Diamond ever bought out that section of the contract, but when the whole thing happened where DC partnered with Diamond, they made that stand that and it, that they could possibly buy Diamond at some point. So is there a chance, if, if like th- theoretically, is there a chance that like AT&T could swoop in and save Diamond? I have heard that rumor before, and from everything I've seen, it's been ruled largely unsubstantial. Okay. Uh, As conjecture, maybe, but I have seen no definitive proof of that being the case. Maybe it was 20 years ago, but... Because by 94, Diamond owned 45% of direct market distribution. So at one point, there could have been a clause like that, but I have not seen um, any definitive evidence that that clause exists. Okay. So, but, oh, go ahead. Uh, let's just say, like, it is, like, you know, hypothetically, it is true. They could, but I don't know if they would, you know? Okay. Well, I do think one thing that is important is that Mary has shared this tweet with us that Marvel Wolfman have put out, which is help out your local comic book shop if you can, buy, like buying graphic novels and collected editions, order them and pay credit card so the store owner can get the paid now, which is a good thing. I know that a lot, like I think we mentioned it last week on the show, that like different companies have the ability to, or, or different shops have the ability to have an extension through comiXology so if you can see if your shop does have that and a little bit of money can go to them at the very least if you're buying digitally but right now it's kind of in a weird position where we don't know what's going to happen because mm-hmm. uh, you know we wanted to make a call for people you know if you're not in a shelter in place um, you know reach out to your local comic book store a lot of them are doing curbside pickup 
where you know you go to the store you call them you let them know what's going on they basically stick it on a card outside you know you do the transaction over the phone or whatever and so you still get your comics but you're still practicing social distancing because that is very important right now i don't care how you feel about the virus no no no. social distance is important it's important don't act like it's not y'all I never like to get too close to people in public anyway. So. <laughs> but um, definitely reach out to them. Um, like James said with uh, the tweet from Marv Wolfman, buy trades if you can, buy collectibles or whatever if you have the extra money, which I know is hard for a lot of people right now. But if you can, it would be a really cool thing for you to do. And, you know, not only are we looking at the implications for local comic book shops with Diamond, if you, you know, take Diamond and you turn it the other way and look at it, you have creators that are in just as much of a nightmare position because they get paid royalties. And if they don't have royalties coming in, they're in a shitty situation because, like, every big two comic creator that you love, every comic creator pretty much in general is freelance. So they don't get health insurance. They don't get, um, you know, retirement, life insurance, anything like that. They're completely freelance. With a, you know, big uh, corporate publisher, the only people who are actually employees are the editors. So if you crack open a DC book and, you know, you see that, you know, a book written by Tom King or something, Tom King is not employed by DC. He is contracted. And the only person that actually works for DC is the person who has edited that book. So, buying on Comixology does help support the creators. I don't know what the royalty ratio is, but... It exists. It exists. And comics is in a really awkward position right now. I mean, LCSs are going to go under. Creators are going to be hit even harder than they do get hit sometimes. And I think, you know, this is kind of a call to action that we as fans can try to help do something about it. So if you monetarily are able to, you know, buy trades from your local comic book shop, you know, if you see that, uh, you know, that uh, that Greg Rucka book on Comixology that, you know, you've been wanting and your LCS didn't have it, buy it on Comixology, like. Okay. And, and Brian Michael Bendis put a great thing out on Twitter a little bit ago. He, like he, uh, he said, creating is not canceled. And I think that, yeah. that kind of speaks well to what's going on. Is that like I don't think creators are going to give up. Like Even though publishers are kind of on shutdown right now, I think the biggest thing we can try to do is support the creators. Um, speculatively, in my opinion, I think we could potentially see publishers starting to trim what books they actually publish to try and kind of, you know, condense their lineup a bit. Um, IDW has said that that might be what they are doing moving forward. Damn. But, um, I don't know, like I said, at time of writing for this episode, we don't know a lot of what's going on, but we wanted to make an early call to ask (coughs) what you can do to support your local comic book shops or to, you know, support creators that you enjoy. And now, especially if you monetarily can afford comics, don't, don't pirate them. Like if you can monetarily afford them, do not pirate them, especially not right now. Please don't. We need that to lose our medium. 
yeah no like i know there's the jokes around like i i know there was the whole thing before of like the war between creators and fans of oh we can't afford it that's no excuse no like if you can please support the industry y'all like i i i understand that books be four or five dollars a pop but like if you can please do or if you have a group of friends man come up with like a, a little fund you could buy issues together and pass them around probably a virus time sanitize it in between yep. <laughs> but oh my god still also travis you are cutting out real bad bro darn it like He's like th- th- everything was audible but like it, it was a little choppy there i mean even travis's mic is shell shocked <laughs> like so yeah um i think if we get more information, I don't know how, like, like, depending on schedules, we'll try to do these more than once a week for a little bit, just to keep everybody informed. Maybe see if we can try to get some interviews with creators or something like that to get things yeah. moving and get, like, more interesting books that you can buy on Comixology or your, at your LCS through pickup. So, look out mm-hmm. for more episodes from us, because we're definitely going to try to keep coverage going on. Oh, um, yeah, and I think I can... I think I can speak for both James and Travis when I say that, you know, we really want to try and do our part here and, you know, we want to reach out to more people, see who we can promote that kind of a thing. Oh, most of. Yeah. All right, y'all. Don't forget that you can listen to this this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, uh, Spotify, YouTube, a couple other different outlets and whatnot. Still haven't heard back from iHeartRadio and Pandora, but you can best believe we will let you know when you can catch us on there. You can follow us on Twitter at PTP underscore podcast for all updates with the podcast. If you want to send us a message about, like, 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 like through an email, you can or you can DM us on Twitter. If you would like to email us a statement, if you're a comic book shop, if you want to talk to us, if you want to have a statement read on the show about supporting folks, you can email us at ptppodcast at on-comics-ground.com. We will get back to you as soon as we can, We or at least DM us on Twitter if you want to talk to us. We would love to, to get with you and talk to you about what's going on. Uh, can I say one more thing? Sure, go for it. I want it to be said that um, I filed a FOIA request for the Department of Justice in their um, Diamond Investigation from 1997 and FOIA is the Freedom of Information Act. And I got that bing, bang, boom all sent out. And then I did some, you know, just some poking around and found all 500 plus pages because someone else had done a FOIA request. So now I kind of get to sit on that and try to awkwardly see if i can cancel that request but uh (laughs) i'm actually going to be a truly insane person and go through um the entire um investigative paperwork that the department of justice has just so i can i want to know why it was okay for them to maintain a monopoly over the direct market okay and if i find anything interesting obviously we will pass it along but wish me luck most death most death all it's right it's wild to think about how like damaging this is to the entire like every part of the comics industry is affected by this every mm-hmm. single one yeah all right y'all. uh we will catch you folks next time right here at panel to panel peace out peace